Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and so glad to have you along here on this kind of weird weather Monday day. It's a it's amazing. Every time you see the headlines, they're screaming at you all weekend. Watch out, watch out, storm, beware. You know, I get it that they have to let us know in advance what's going on potentially, but I wonder how much uh, fear and confusion. I think back to a dear friend of mine who lived in Georgia back during the time that they had that ma- massive quote-unquote snowstorm in Atlanta, and it turned out it was about an inch of snow, but people were so panicked. School bus drivers were heading back to schools. Kids were stuck there overnight. It was widespread hysteria, and it really was for naught. I mean, it, it was v- something that was very manageable. So I, however you are getting hit by the weather, I encourage you to keep uh, praying uh, for those who are severely impacted by it. But uh, if you haven't been hit by it, then... Uh, don't blame us here anyway. Look at the media that does this. Hey, today's a great program here on the Bottom Line Show. We've got a special opportunity for our Movie Monday giveaway uh, with Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services and some free tickets to a movie that Dennis is sponsoring uh, coming up that Bottom Line listeners will definitely want to get their hands on. Uh, right now, though, I want to get into a conversation about a topic that's important, especially for us in the body of Christ, as we see a lack of biblical wisdom in the marketplace and the uh in the the culture uh maturity is a huge issue and author and uh counselor ray light is joining me here now for a conversation about this in a brand new book he's written on this topic let's get into it right now on today's edition of the bottom line well special guest joining us today here on the bottom line i'm roger marsh for those who are listening on our terrestrial outlets and also as well as myhopenow.com if you're on myhopenow.com, of course, you're watching as well as listening to uh, my conversation here with Ray Light, who's an author. He is a uh, speaker. He's a, a coach. Faith by Grace Ministries is where you'll find him. And uh, he's written a book that I, I, I love the title of this. And Ray, I'd love for you to first welcome to the broadcast. It's good to have you on the show today. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Roger. T- tell me about this title. I mean, just maturing into yourself. It sounds like something that might be clever you know kind of like oh this is something we just came up with but the more i kind of ruminate on it and what you've written about in your book it really does speak to not just a felt need but an actual need for a lot of people in the body of christ today Mm, yeah i mean it came from years of people asking me how to walk out their healing really is the thing and and there's a difference between healing and maturity and all of us you know all of us have unresolved trauma where we get stuck and we get emotionally stuck as a child and self-protect and fear, shame, and guilt. But once we have that experience with God or with truth, in whatever way God reveals the truth to us and we get healed in that area, we're still the same emotional age we were in that area of our life. Interesting. And we yeah. need to mature into ourselves. I, I love the fact that you describe it this way because when you talked about maturing and you also talked about healing, you weren't talking about well, if you did experience something like this, it was when you experienced something like this, right? I mean, we all, we live in a sinful yeah. fallen world and even in the, the best intentions of parents and teachers and coaches and things of that nature, uh, everyone is going to have some kind of wounding that they need some healing from. Talk about that. Yeah, everybody, you know, we're all doing the best we can with what we have is the mm-hmm. way I describe it. And yep. some of us don't have a lot to work with and and some of us, you know, are in a little bit better shape, have have better family situations, but no one fully believes the gospel and lives out the fullness of the kingdom, right? I haven't, I haven't met that person yet. You know, we're all doing the best we can. So there's, there's the false kingdom, there's the world influences, there's cultural things that happen, generational things that pass down. Everybody's dealing with something, 
some type of unresolved trauma. And you've seen it. All of us, we behave like children every once in right. a while. We react right. like children. Mm -hmm. So we're all dealing with that. And having being honest about that is, is the beginning of getting healing. One of the issues that you write about in your book, Maturing Into Yourself, is the concept of boundaries, which a lot of people, uh, I think, can apply properly and other people can apply them horribly incorrectly <laughs> we get right down to it you know i have a boundary here and you know i basically whatever i say is going to go talk about how to how do you establish them i mean because i'm sure there are different aspects where you have to have like some emotional boundaries maybe some relational boundaries well talk about what establishing boundaries in god's economy really looks like yeah for me it starts with everything starts from your identity so knowing who you are in christ is really what what establishes how you can have boundaries. Because if you don't really know who you are, you don't know where, like, relationally where you end and the other person starts. Right. So you have to know who you are. You have to believe in who God created you to be so that you can know. Just like, you know, physical boundaries are the easiest because we can tell where my body stops and there's space and then your body starts. But when it becomes intellectual boundaries, emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries, it's a little bit muddier. And that's where if we don't truly know who we are, we're going to take responsibility for other people's thoughts, emotions, mm. and spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And that's an unhealthy boundary, to be sure. Ray Light is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. That's L-E-I-G-H-T, if you're Googling along with us at home. The book is called Maturing Into Yourself, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. You take several, uh, well, several chapters, if you will, in the book to talk about something that's kind of become a uh, something of a misnomer in the culture right now and that is the you know i hear a lot of people especially in the millennial and generation z our demographics talking about taking mental health days wellness days and they, they all talk about you know self-care is so very important i don't think anybody would argue with the fact that real self-care is you know it's important to have yeah but but how do we do it that's i mean because to some people self-care means i took the day off and i ate a bag of oreos you know i mean i don't know <laughs> that's necessarily self-care but talk about what you're writing about in your book maturing into yourself well for me self-care is all about you know taking personal responsibility and owning your own growth and development with the lord mm -hmm. you know so that you can be physically healthy mentally healthy emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy so that's that's the self-care is is the idea of and, and my opinion we we have twisted the idea of denying ourselves and following Jesus is is what I think. And so we deny our actual needs that we have and somehow make that holy. But we we actually have needs. And if we can't take care of ourselves, we're not going to take care of anyone else. It's the yeah. whole idea of loving and caring for ourselves. And from that place of a healthy environment, it's like taking the log out of our own eye. It's the same right. thing. We need to take care of ourselves so that we can actually do what God called us to do. You know, and it's amazing how many people will look at a verse like that and say, okay, well, that's with regards to sin. You know, that's so if I, if I have a, something against my brother and I got to make sure I'm not sinning, and it, it almost becomes very legalistic. You're talking about a more holistic approach, you know, mind, body, and soul. Okay, give us an example of how, uh, you know, some healthy self-care would look in a situation like the person who says, I mean, I, I'm, I like how you talk about without boundaries, we start making other people's problems our own. And yeah. sometimes we say, hey, you know, we're pretty good at this too. I like solving your problems or at least trying to, because then I don't have to deal with mine, you know, and that's, that's, that, that's not what you're writing about here at all. G give us some, uh, some helpful tips, Ray Light, if you will, in terms yeah, of uh, the self-care. Yeah, let me think about that. Well, kind of you almost touched on one of the things, too, that I wanted to hit, too. And like, if we can't love ourselves, we're not loving other people is what I want to point mm, out. What happens yeah. if we don't, if we can't love ourselves, what happens is we will use other people 
in an attempt to feel loved huh. is what we'll do. And, and that's where those boundaries and the codependence and the functional dysfunction relationships happen. But if we, we need to actually take care of ourselves physically so that, you know, I have a desire in my health journey. I've, I've had a desire to be able to play with my grandchildren when, when I'm older, you know, yeah. so I want to, I want to physically be in shape as well as mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So I'm, I'm doing things, I'm, I'm eating healthy so that I can be you know, in a little bit better shape. I'm, I'm exercising now way more than I used to. It's like part of my healing journey is I realized how stiff and unhealthy I physically was. Even though I, I, were, I did stuff in the past and was physical, I didn't really take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's the idea of just, you know, some level of physical exercise and eating properly that's right for you. And then spiritually, there's the aspect of just the spiritual disciplines I touch on that. Really, we like, like to think more of what the spiritual disciplines are, but really that's just stewarding your relationship with God again. So I break that out in the book. And then emotionally, it's just the idea of really finding some things that, that bless you that you can do that are, you know, whether it's a hobby or whatever it is, finding ways that you can actually feel good when you're doing something that's that's in a healthy way. And then intellectually, you know, trying to learn something new, keeping your brain working. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just so many simple ways to do it. Learn a new language that you've always wanted to learn. That one's still on my list, to be honest with you. That's why I bring <laughs> that one up. I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. to myself there. Sure, bro. sure. Well, and I'm glad you are because, you know, physician, uh, caretaker, uh, we, have, <laughs> yes. we all have to heal ourselves as well in that situation. Ray Light is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Maturing Into Yourself. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Ray, invariably, when you're working with people, uh, Faith by Grace Ministries, and they are going through this healing slash maturing process, they come face to face with the real them, the real mm -hmm. him, the real her. And I can imagine that that process might be daunting. Maybe it's a revelation. It's a, oh my goodness, I didn't, I didn't you, that's who you are. Um, when do we know, you know, that we've hit that point of authenticity? Well, you know, when you're experiencing freedom, peace, and joy to the fullest, which none of us are fully there, you know, none of us, we're all, we're all on the journey, you know, but we can experience it at times. Right. But there's that place where, that, that's what I describe is when, when you're experiencing fear, shame, and guilt, commonly in your life, you, that's because you don't really know who you are and you're not living out mm. the truth of who you are. Uh, because when you believe who you are and who God is, you will naturally be who you are, right. is what happens when you can actually believe it. And you'll experience freedom, peace, and joy, even though you might be in the middle of a chaos. And, and there will still be one-time traumatic events or bad situations where you're experiencing some fear, some guilt, or something like that. But I'm talking about ongoing patterns of it. When you're not having the ongoing patterns of fear, shame, and guilt, that's when you're starting to notice. You can start accepting like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, this is me. You know, I mean, there's a sense of self-acceptance where you're not thinking about, oh, this is selfish or, oh, I'm ashamed of this aspect of me. You won't be ashamed of the real you. Right. Oh, I love that. That's a, a great measure for us to use in terms of our own emotional, spiritual, and physical health. And Ray Light is sharing it with us today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book is called Maturing Into Yourself. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You know, I'll never forget the moment I met my grandson, Isaac. It actually wasn't in the delivery room. That was the first time I held him. But 
The first time I actually met Isaac was when I went with his mother to her ultrasound appointment, and the ultrasound technician showed us a picture of that eight-week-old baby in the womb. Uh, you know, I encourage you to contact Preborn right now and make a donation to provide that same experience for another family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's expecting a child right now. They've had the ultrasound. You've seen the picture. You've heard the heartbeat, and you think, wow, how can I bless someone else? Studies show that 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound either choose to become mothers and raise the children on their own or release the child for adoption. It cuts the risk of, it cuts the rate of abortion dramatically. But your donations are necessary right now to get more ultrasound machines into preborn health clinics. Give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com and click the banner that says preborn. Cute little baby there wrapped up in a blanket. Or give a gift over the phone. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn, make a donation. Every ultrasound machine could do 250 ultrasounds per year, so give a gift right now. Ray Light is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. L-E-I-G-H-T is the way you spell that last name. We've got a link for his uh, Faith by Grace. Where, where do we find you online, Ray? I want to make sure I get that properly. Well, on, on our regular website is just uh, faithbygrace.org, so it's okay. .org. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook, Faith by Grace Ministries is on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's Raymond Light. It's my full name mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, and that's that's the easiest places to find us. Okay, good. We'll make sure those are all linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're talking about his brand-new book called Maturing Into Yourself and the Process of Maturing and Healing. Uh, Ray, we were talking during the break about uh, – a story I wanted to kind of share and get your reaction to about a young guy who uh, grew up in kind of a busted home situation. Dad left when he was really young. Stepdad turned out to be manipulative and abusive and just a lousy situation. Now he finds himself in his early 30s and he's kind of, you know, just kind of lashing out. Doesn't really, he's trying to get some footing. But oftentimes when conversation turns toward you know things of the past or this that and the other thing there's a i don't want to say there's a lot of finger pointing but he can usually identify the the, the sore spots in other places but and, and I, i've been in the situation too i remember my my brother and i would go back and forth over you know what was it like growing up with dad as a dad you know and how come you didn't have this sadness that i did and back yes. and forth and yeah. there comes a point where we have to look in the mirror and say okay what role do we play in that type of stuff. How do you help people who are trying to find their real identity walk through that issue of, or maybe crawl through that issue? Yeah. <laughs> Climb up in someone's lap that says, help, I need to figure out if, you know, it wasn't just the other people, it wasn't just the world, it wasn't just that teacher, that coach, or that parent. What role do I play in this? Well, there is some, you know, when you're a child, you are kind of, you're stuck. You know, yeah. when you're a child, somebody's got control, authority over you. You're stuck. That's where usually most of the unresolved trauma comes from. And and for me, the way I'll just describe it real quick in the sense of the difference between trauma and unresolved trauma is the lie. All of us experience trauma all day long, right? right. There's just stuff that happens. But when a lie gets established in that experience, that lie becomes the glue that bonds us to the details of that trauma. And then what we do is we compartmentalize that and we create like a subconscious program of protection of fear, shame, or guilt. And what, what you're describing is more of a guilt, um, a guilt protection where you're blaming somebody else for what's going on and you're pointing. And, and really what, when we're doing that, what I've found is when we're blaming somebody else for what's going on with us, it's because we don't believe our own righteousness because mm. the enemy's got a lie in there that we're believing from the unresolved trauma. So somebody has to be wrong because, 
right? So somebody has to be wrong because something isn't right. And so that's the first thing. Well, what I do is really in the coaching, I, I do it in my identity restoration book, which is the foundation of what I do with people in, in coaching sessions. I help them find out what they actually believe. What is the lie that is gluing them and bonding them to that old unresolved trauma that they keep pointing back to? and they can be free of it. So I help them find out what is the lie, what's true, what is the structure they have in place that they're protecting themselves with, and then what the options are so they can repent, forgive, and have redemption in that area of their heart. Boy, it's a, it's a process, that's, that's definitely for sure. And yet we find ourselves here with a lot of uh, broken people, a lot of people who are you know, still wandering around, they really don't know who they are. They're searching for their identity in the material things of this life. And yet they don't really have the the godly wisdom and discernment. And Ray Light's book, Maturing Into Yourself, I think will really help you uh, if you find yourself in that situation. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. About 15 years ago, maybe even 20, a uh, Christian artist by the name of Wayne Watson released an album. And it was uh, it had a song on it that I had just turned 40. I was you know kind of not midlifing, but just kind of you know doing a first really serious hard reality check. What's going on in my world? What isn't? Uh, what, what isn't going right. And he wrote a song called Dreaming Again. And I, I used that song just to kind of keep me going. I mean, just kind of help me, mm. you know, kind of a Joel two type of thing. Um, you have that chapter title in your book as well. Share with our crowd uh, what you're talking about as, as far as that goes. Because I, I really On the Dreaming it. Again? Yeah, Dreaming yeah, that, Again. Yeah, that's really actually, and technically I didn't write that chapter. That's one of my... Uh... Uh, coaches that's on my team, Colleen, who I, what I did is I let each one of them write their specialty. I have sure. three coaches on our team and Colleen wrote about dreaming again, because that's one of the things almost of like self-nurture again, in some yeah. level, because those dreams you had that got shut down because of the wound or whatever it was that, that you had, you had this desire, like even going back to like in the self-nurture of, of learning a new language, maybe you had a dream of, 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 playing a, an instrument or you had a dream of going somewhere or doing something, it's the whole idea that it's possible. It's not too late. And I've worked with people up into their 90s, to be honest with you. I've worked with people and it's one of the most impactful ones I had because I worked with a 94-year-old woman who was stuck from when she got abused at five years old and kind of lived out that trauma the rest of her life. Mm, uh -huh. But she still got free of it. You know, yeah. it, sadly, it took till 90 to get free of it, but she still did. And then she was wow. free of it after that. Wow. So, which is almost, I have trouble talking about it because that one stuck with me for a sure. while because it was sure. so deep. But mm -hmm. but it's just the whole idea that you're not held back by those fears anymore. You can actually, you can take the chance to hope again. You can take the chance to dream again and pursue those things. It's not too late. I mean, if we look at it in the Bible, the people that they did some uh, interesting things later in their life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm talking with Ray Light today here on The Bottom Line about his book, Maturing Into Yourself, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have such an active listener base uh, from people in their 30s all the way up through their 90s. And I love you know, hearing from each and every one who, who contacts us either online or, or uh, with the phone. But you mentioned that dreaming again part and what, how important it is to keep pursuing your, your own emotional, mental, spiritual health. I think back to a family member from my previous extended family who uh, had lost her husband at a very young age. And um, she was nearing the end of her journey here. She was in her late 80s. And she'd always been kind of bitter and cantankerous. You know, I mean, people just went, oh, that's my mom. That's just the way she acts. Yeah. But she started reflecting on the fact that her husband and uh, her son had died in a car accident. 
And she said, you know, I've never forgiven him for that. Oh, and I thought yeah. to myself, oh, dear Lord, 65 years later, and she had been carrying that bitterness. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, how did that shape her? How did, what did that do to her identity? I mean, because I, I'm ready not to play an armchair psychologist here, but when someone carries that kind of burden for such a long time without getting a healthy, truthful you know, counsel along with it, how do you possibly heal from that? I mean, it, what, what does it do to somebody? Well, I would, I, being an armchair psychologist, just, you know, from what yeah. I've seen, sure. uh, it's always the lie. It's always the lie. The lie is the problem. Even with loss, there's a lie embedded in there that wouldn't let her forgive. Because right. who we are in Christ, it's we don't have to try to forgive. It's a natural reaction for it right. to just, we just let go. That's who we really are. So if we're not forgiving, it's because we're believing a lie. And we don't always know what that lie is. That's the problem. And if And we don't always let ourselves connect with the emotions that are going on. Because, you know, in a lot of the church world, we've kind of disassociated from emotions like they're bad so we won't let ourselves connect with them so we can't find out what is the belief that's manifesting that emotion so that we can repent so that's that's one of the problems is is not actually letting yourself feel what's going on and think what's really happening so it's what i that's one of the things i recommend to people is like actually think your thoughts and feel your feelings mm -hmm. so that you can connect with the lord in those thoughts and feelings and you can find out what you're believing be able to repent be able to forgive and be able to receive the healing that's promised i love that that's a great counsel from ray light today here on the bottom line maturing into yourself is the name of the book we have a link for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com ray we only have a couple minutes left in our time together what is your hope for someone who picks up this resource or someone who goes to your website, you know, in terms of that, you talk about, you know, you're an identity guy. Um, a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised with, uh, you know, they're going to have a grateful celebration saying, yay, hey, okay, I know who I really am now. Other people are going to say, I think I might need a little more help. I mean, uh, talk about how this identification process uh, can be a blessing, but it might bring a few burdens along with it. Well, yeah, it really does because you start seeing the dysfunctional patterns is is the issue it's like going back you know the old the old matrix i know we use that one all the time the matrix movie like you you end up getting healed and you see the dysfunctional patterns you were never aware of and i deal right. with that in the book also and that's the work to be honest healing's the easy part really because god already did all the work for that one Amen. right Amen. you know so it's once you can identify what the lie is and your heart can repent and receive truth, boom, that's the easy part. I see it. I see that every day. It's, that's the easy part when I'm doing coaching. That's not difficult at all. I, I see that. people getting set free of generational patterns of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Now the work comes in where you actually have to, you have to show up. You have to establish those boundaries. You have to let yourself have needs. You have to let other people have needs. And then in that place, that's where the work is, is then you're establishing those boundaries and having the relationships in a healthy way. But that's the maturing into yourself process is letting yourself show up and be you. Wonderful words of wisdom there from Ray Light and Maturing Into Yourself is the name of his latest book. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I highly recommend it. Nothing but five-star ratings that I can see. Hey, Ray, great to get to know you. Thank you for this book. Thanks for our conversation, and thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you so much, Roger. Well, my thanks again to Ray Light for joining with us and enlightening us, pun intended, about this brand-new book called Maturing Into Yourself, and that's Grow Into the Fullness of Your Healing talking about how the different aspects of the maturation process can take us beyond trauma and healing uh, to spiritual discernment. 
And this is something that I think is key. If you have been hurt, who hasn't? Um, having that spiritual discernment to grow into you know, maturity, which means there's some healing going on, is very important. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have two copies of the book to give away here on this Movie Monday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, the book is called Maturing Into Yourself by Ray Light. That's L-E-I-G-H-T. Grow into the fullness of your healing about spiritual discernment as it pertains to dealing with trauma and overcoming it. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. My thanks again to author Ray Light for joining me for a conversation about spiritual maturity, especially when it comes to dealing with trauma and uh, the maturation process that reveals that, quite frankly, you know, if, if you get to a traumatic experience and it's really wreaking havoc on your life, you can find healing, but the goal of that healing is not just to kind of heal up the wounds, per se, but to lead us into spiritual maturity. And that's what he writes about in the brand-new book called Maturing into Yourself, Grow into fullness, uh, the Fullness of Your Healing. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and two copies of the book to give away right now. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line see we got movie monday tickets to give away and a couple of books to give away too so what a great way to start the week off here on the bottom line show give crystal a call she would love to hear from you and uh and get you connected we've got two copies of the book to give away so you have an excellent chance of winning something today here on the bottom line show we're going to take a quick break and as we continue we're going to talk about business we're going to talk about financials we're going to talk about the world of investing and how biblical principles are definitely the good way to go. Dennis Wilson, of course, of Wilson Financial Services, a partner with The Bottom Line Show, now going into our 11th year, and I'm thrilled that that partnership continues. But in addition to Dennis, Nicholas Leone is uh, the author of a book called Business Bible, which literally takes all of the principles that you learn in Scripture about business and puts them into one resource. So a conversation with Nicholas is coming up. As far as Dennis goes, you want to have a good retirement. Boy, I'll tell you what, Saturday, January 21st, Dennis is offering a free screening of the brand new documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, exposing the retirement system, as it were. Is your pension safe? Is your 401k everything you think it is? This movie will answer those questions and more, and we've got free tickets to give away to the movie right now. Just give us a call, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 
800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. So Dennis Wilson movie tickets, Ray Light books, giving away all sorts of free stuff here on this Movie Monday today here on The Bottom Line. Well, welcome to uh, this Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Hope you're all set for the national championship game coming up tonight. And I hope that you're staying safe and protected from rains and winds and whatever might be befalling you. I realize that the National Weather Services have been telling us all weekend about gloom, doom and despair in California. But uh, let's face it, they forecast, they are going off of radar things. Sometimes it's way worse than we think. Sometimes it's not nearly, you may be sitting in an area that's completely dry right now and saying, hey, uh, what the heck? I mean, I thought it was going to be way worse than this, but uh, in our thoughts and prayers, of course. Um, Interesting day today. It's Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show. In this half hour, we're dedicating to the topic of biblical principles, stewardship when it comes to your finances, especially as it comes to running a business or being involved in the business world, and your retirement. Now, a couple of experts are going to weigh in this half hour here. Well, one of them is going to weigh in through me. And the other one's going to weigh in through a conversation I had recently. Nicholas Leone is the author of a book called Business Bible. Business Bible LLC is the company that he runs. And basically, it's a very simple precept. What he does is he takes, has taken all of the biblical principles that he finds about business in Scripture and then has put them into one book. So in the same way that like our friends at The Chosen have this new synoptive gospel, look at all the gospels, um, Nick has taken, Nicholas has taken all of these chapters and put them into one book. So that book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We've got a link for it. I had a chance to talk with him about it not too long ago at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and we're going to hear that conversation in just a moment. But also today, we talk about business and principles and money and, and, and things of that nature. Of course, Dennis Wilson, one of the most godly investors I know in terms of managing money and helping people find investment strategies that offer uh, liquidity, that offer security, and offer uh, growth and stability. And Dennis is hosting a free screening of a movie called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, which is all kind of blows the lid, pulls the curtain back, you know, that pay no attention to the man behind the curtain thing from Wizard of Oz. That's kind of what this documentary does about the whole pension 401k IRA scenario. And it's not gloom and doom. It's just this is how they really work. And then Dennis comes in and says, let me show you a more excellent way. There's a screening of The Baby Boomer Dilemma coming up on Saturday, January 21st here in Southern California, specifically in Orange County at the Gem Theater in Garden Grove, 1130 a.m. It's absolutely free to bottom line listeners. There's 100 seats in this theater. It's a really cool old movie theater. And we've done a lot of things with Wilson there over the years. Uh, Dennis has 100 tickets to give away. Well, actually, he's got 99 because my sister called in this morning and booked one. (laughs) So I want you to have a free ticket to this thing, or you and your spouse, or you and your family. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Our Movie Monday giveaway for today is free tickets to see the documentary. Uh, Dennis didn't produce it. He has arranged for a screening of this has worked with the producers of the film and he has an exclusive to show it saturday january 21st in orange county garden grove california at the gem theater and then he'll be there to answer any questions you might have about your 401k or your ira is it a good one is it uh, not so great is it something that uh, you need to move that money into a different account Dennis has, will have all the 411, as they say. So get your ticket. Uh, you can call today. 800-696-9970 is the direct number to Dennis Wilson's office. Just call them, and you can 
book your ticket that way or give us a call here at the bottom line show crystal standing by to take your call at 800-227-5278-800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line okay uh, i mentioned uh, just a moment ago that uh, not too long ago at a recent national religious broadcasters convention i had the opportunity to meet with a guy by the name of nicholas leone of business bible llc uh, to talk about his fascinating new book let's get into that conversation right now here on the bottom line well, special guest joining us today here on The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marshall along with Nicholas Leone. Uh, we're going to talk about Business Bible. We're going to talk about how everything that's happening in the economy right now, there's a solution for it, but you have to go to God's Word for it first and foremost. Is that accurate, Nicholas? That's right, Roger. Good morning. It's, it's good to be here. It's good to be. We're here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in, Nash in Nashville, Tennessee. Have to make a mention and thank everybody here for being so kind and giving us this big, spacious room with no soundproofing. Um, it's a, just a great studio to be in, but it's, it's good to have a conversation. Talk about Business Bible and this Business Bible concept first and foremost, because a lot of people, they think there's business and there's the Bible. They don't really see how the two work together. That's right, Roger. Most people will recognize the Bible as a book of wisdom, mm -hmm. but few will realize that it's a book about work from beginning to end, mm. uh, that the economy reflects God's design and can help us navigate today's markets, uh, deal with inflation, manage our business. All we, think, all we hear from the world and people outside the church is the evils of capitalism, and yet market economies and stuff like that, this is God's plan A, is it not? Well, that's right. So, so capitalism is different than freedom and a free market, right? Mm -hmm. So God created us to work yeah. and protect the earth. Right. And so there's a healthy tension there between work, productivity, creating wealth, and being responsible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Bible begins with that. Then it teaches us with, in its patriarchs, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who were entrepreneurs, how to create wealth. <laughs> yes. Joseph was the first manager of the world's largest economy, mm -hmm. uh, a vizier sure. of Egypt. And right. uh, we can glean a lot of information and practical wisdom for today. Okay, I'll ask you a Joseph question, then we'll get a little more into what's happening right now. I never understood those seven years of prosperity, seven years of lean, why he only held back 20%. I mean, wouldn't it make sense that you have to go like 50% or something? Help me understand the, the biblical nature of that. So, so this is a great question. The principles that were revealed to the patriarchs and Joseph were later codified in law by Moses. And the principle of 20% or one-fifth mm -hmm. is the price of redemption. Ah, and okay. so uh, Joseph was redeeming the Egyptian economy and the whole world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my, my feeble you know, human brain says, well, if you're going to have seven good and seven bad, you'd need a 50-50 split. Just hold on to half of it. But in the biblical sense, you trust God and stay with his measures, his proportions, and you see the benefit and the blessing. You're right about that. And it's, it's even more interesting in that um, Moses records that um, the economy is cyclical. We should have six years of work and a year of rest, mm -hmm. just like we have six days of mm -hmm. work and a, and a day of rest. Right. And what's fascinating about that is the National Bureau of Economic Research here in the United States will we'll indicate and we'll, and we'll confirm that the average economic cycle is six years, followed by 10 or 12 month recession. Interesting. And so today we're, we're 12, 13 years into expansion. There was a, a, a pullback in the market and the economy halfway through. but. Again, the economy reflects God's design. Interesting. Nicholas Leone is my guest today here on The Bottom Line with the Business Bible, which is an organization. Also, it's a business Bible that will actually be available for purchase I mean, at, at some point. Is that correct? That's right. The Business Bible is the first and only Bible to record all the principles you need to succeed in life and work, whether you're an entrepreneur or a successful business owner or even a sophisticated investor. The principles are emboldened in gold, will help you navigate your life and your career, 
And what we've done is, it's the same Bible that everybody has, but we've reorganized it. So um, what's hiding in plain sight can be seen <laughs> by business people. Well, it, 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 takes, it takes a little bit of insight and discernment though, obviously, to see what's hiding in plain sight. I mean, a lot of people might think that this is kind of like hidden pictures in the old Highlights magazine, where if you stare at it long enough, it's eventually <laughs> gonna pop up. But give us an example of something that has been hiding in plain sight for a while that people are just now starting to figure out. So um, I'm a graduate of business school and seminary, and you would have think I've seen these things, but it took me um, years of research to discover these things. And I'll give you an example. So the economic cycle, um, the investment process, um, the power to create wealth and the importance of generosity. These mm -hmm. principles are clearly defined uh, throughout scripture. It's amazing how whenever the market's good, no one really pays much attention to it. We just look at who all the rich people are and, and we marvel at how much money they have, but we don't necessarily <laughs> learn anything from them. But then when times are tough, all of a sudden people have to get strategic. And right now we're going through a period of inflation. Um, it's interesting to see the job market doing what it's doing, but also the prices going crazy You know, right now. Um, what, what's a Christian biblical response to what we're seeing in the economy right now? So in that we're created to work, um, God values our work regardless of whether an economic expansion or decline, right? Mm -hmm. And he's given us principles to follow, to save, uh, to give, yeah. right? And to be prepared. And you're right, people don't pay attention to them and perhaps until it's too late. So mm -hmm. God has designed the economy and our work so that if we follow these principles, we will save, we'll, we will give, and we'll have enough for a rainy day. And more than that, we'll flourish. And so we love to connect work, wealth, and generosity in the business Bible. And it really motivates people to get through uh, times of prosperity or times of leanness. Uh, Nicholas Leone is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about business Bible, and we've got a link for the book and the ministry up at the bottom, businessbible.com is up at thebottomlineshow.com. You mentioned wealth, and I know a lot of people think about wealth as something they'll never have because we're Christians and we don't work at that kind of job or we don't have that kind of family legacy. And the wealth, there are the wealthy people. They're the Mark Zuckerbergs. They're the, you know, that they've got wealth. What is a biblical definition of wealth? Because I think our listeners, many of them might be wealthier than they actually know. That's right. So wealth has many definitions, um, but it is excess capital uh, above what your needs are. Mm, okay. And if you're a good steward, you'll have uh, capital uh, for giving, for tithing, for generosity, as well as for enjoying life. Mm. And God wants us to flourish. Right. He wants us to work hard six days a week, yeah. and he wants us to rest and en enjoy the blessings of our work, which includes wealth and generosity. You can never divorce work, wealth, and generosity together. Mm. They have to go together. And oftentimes I think of the one of the more misunderstood passages in the Old Testament, which is where God tells you know the man and the woman, be fruitful and multiply. And we immediately go to, that means have a lot of kids, but not realizing that fruitfulness really is the essence of everything you're talking about. Being fruitful means plant the plants, you know, grow the crops, raise the livestock, do what you're going to do to the point where you have an excess so your family's needs are met and now you've got something to put in the, in, into play in the marketplace. So God is a God of abundance, not a yeah. God of scarcity. Amen. And he, he does instruct us all and Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. But he also makes that promise to the patriarchs, mm -hmm. uh, to Solomon and, and a number of prophets. So in Deuteronomy 8, it talks about um, when all the fruit of when all the fruit of your um, of your womb, when the when your flocks and herds and gold and silver, they all multiply, then you'll know that I've confirmed my covenant with you. So God wants us uh, to flourish and wants all the areas of our life to to multiply. It's such a wonderful thought, flourishing, 
thriving, being fruitful. I mean, they all sound so so good and so wonderful and healthy. And yet, here in the People's Republic of California, where, our, where we do everything uh, for the Bottom Line Show, we've got government coming in and taxing this and, and telling us that these very principles that you're encouraging us to engage in, Nicholas Leone, are not good, and the government should be the one controlling us. How much pushback do you encourage a Christian to push back against when it comes to the intrusion of the government in what you were just describing? Well, you know what's great about business? It's nonpartisan. It's not left or right, right? And so God designed us and created us to work. Uh, he he um, gives us the power to create wealth and to be generous. And government's role in that is to protect individuals' private property, to protect their wealth, and allow business to create jobs and help people be employed and, and flourish themselves. So. Um, God has a very specific role for business, and that's productivity, profit, and wealth creation. And he has a role for government, and that's peace and justice mm -hmm. and, and protecting what's private. The word shalom in the Bible means peace and prosperity. They yes. go together yes. and, and they work together. Yes, you, and you can't have one without the other. I mean, when you get right down to it, I think that's one of the misnomers of the culture right now, especially even Christians buy into this too. When you see someone who's wealthy, the first question is, well, how did you get that? You know, I mean, that, like there's some kind of evil, you know, twisting of arms in the back room to make it happen instead of saying, look, in God's economy, everyone has the potential to be wealthy. So I'll give your listeners a little secret today. Moses says that um, if you're faithful in the tithe, the 10 percent, he will bless all the work of your hands. That's creating, that's wealth creation. Jesus' parables of, of more than 40 parables, the majority of them are about wealth. And he asks a very simple and powerful question. Who then is the wise and faithful steward? Mm. The wise and faithful steward will be rewarded with all of Jesus' possessions. And Jesus is worthy of receiving all honor, glory, and mm -hmm. wealth. Mm -hmm. So wealth, we want to redeem the word wealth with the Business Bible, help people realize they're created to work. They're, they're given the power to create wealth, mm -hmm. and that wealth has a purpose. And that is for generosity and for communities to flourish in California, in Texas, and around the nation, around the world. Redemption is huge in God's economy, and the Business Bible helps us understand and see that principle so very well. Nicholas Leone, our time's gone by much too quickly. We'll have to continue this conversation next time we're together, but until then, Thanks for what you do with Business Bible, and thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure. And that concludes my conversation with Nicholas Leone of Business Bible LLC. The book Business Bible, which takes every biblical principle known to business investors and puts it into one book so you can just see what the biblical principles are for growing wealth and treating your employees and working in the marketplace. We've got a link for that website up at thebottomlineshow.com. And my thanks again to Nicholas uh, for spending some time with me at NRB. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about bi biblical principles in the marketplace and how a movie like The Baby Boomer Dilemma can help you, can help all of us, uh, take a look at why this is impacting so many people in the baby boom. By the way, if you want tickets to see The Baby Boomer Dilemma, this is our Movie Monday giveaway for the week. 800-696-9970. Call Dennis Wilson's office right now. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or give us a call here at The Bottom Line Show. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Well, Dennis Wilson is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-696-9970 or go to wilson-financial.com. There are a lot of people who have been really taking a bath when it comes to stocks this year, stock market off 25% in some segments, but yet you have a new program that's really designed to help somebody in that situation earn some of that loss back. It's obviously designed to do exactly that. It's a very limited offer on a 16% guaranteed return on your account. 
in an account that in the next two years can never go down. It is a great vehicle to help people who have lost money because of the way the market is. But there is a time limit, is there not, Dennis Wilson? People have to act now. The 4th of January, you have an additional, I think, 30 or 60 days to get the funds in because some of these IRA accounts take a while to move. But yes, the initial application and declaration that you want to start the account needs to be signed by 1423. This is a golden opportunity. Go to wilson-financial.com, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash wilsonfinancial. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh raving about a new documentary that we are proud to be a part of here at the Bottom Line Show in letting you know that Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Services is screening this movie coming up on Saturday, January the 21st. It's at 11.30 a.m., if you're in the Southern California area, it's in Orange County at Garden Grove's Gem Theater. And uh, it is a gem of a theater. If you if you remember going to all the, uh, you know, the, the old-time matinees on a Saturday afternoon. I remember the old Tustin Theater when I was growing up. And chances are, like in Whittier, I'm sure Tamara remembers the theater at the Whitwood Mall. Uh, all those places where we, there's a, I, I, again, I'm using Orange County references because this is where I spent the bulk of my life, but especially my childhood. But anybody who lives in Orange that ever went to, um, if you've been to the Sunlight Church and down in the plaza, most people call it the Circle, but officially that big turnaround there is called the plaza. And there was an old theater there. Uh, that, that that theater goes way back. That was one of those ones where they had the organ, you know, playing the along with the silent movies and stuff. And then it became a one that showed the full-length motion pictures. And then eventually the owners of it sold to the Sunlight uh, Church, and they've been running a church there, I believe, for many, many years. It's kind of a off-the-beaten-path there in Orange. But the Gem Theater in Garden Grove is one of those theaters, too. And um, it's one that, from what I understand, Dennis and Kathy Wilson have been married, what, 54 years now, something like that? Um, they've been married about as long as Dennis has been doing financial planning and financial services. Started out as a salesman, then started selling insurance, and got into financial services and products. But they've been together for a long time. And if you can imagine... I mean, you go to their website, wilson-financial.com, and you can see a picture of Dennis and Chewy and stuff like that. Kathy kind of stays out of the spotlight. But they've been, these guys, we're talking childhood sweethearts here. And the thing that is so great about this theater that you'll be going to to see the Baby Boomer Dilemma movie, it'll be an eye-opening movie for sure, especially if you're in the Baby Boom generation, if you're in Generation X, if you're in the greatest generation and you still... Are looking at your investments like 401ks and IRAs and saying, okay, I think this is great. Maybe, hopefully not, but maybe you've had a situation where your pension was devalued, um, where you thought you were going to be getting a defined benefit and you thought, okay, well, I spent 35, 40 years with this company and they told me that based on my salary, I'd retired 80% of my salary or whatever it was. And because of questionable investments in the pension fund or whatever, now you're getting less than that. The whole, the whole problem with the baby boomer dilemma is twofold. Number one, that happens with pensions. I think about the employees in uh, Detroit, for example. This was about a decade ago where Detroit fell on hard times and a lot of people who worked for the city for many, many years went to take their retirement and found out that their, the funding for the retirement was so bad that their benefits were cut to 16% of what they thought they were going to get. So simple math, if you thought you were getting $1,000 a month, in, a month in pension, you were getting $160 a month. And if you can imagine what it must be like to get to the end of the rope where you're like, okay, this is the end of the road. I'm not working anymore. This is my defined benefit. And then to find out, whoops, 
It isn't so clearly defined after all. A lot of baby boomers are running into this problem. Either that or they got to retirement and went, I don't have anything saved. I was talking to a guy I have done work with for many, many years. He is about eight or nine years older than me. And he was talking about this great retirement strategy he had. And I said, well, this is good because I knew he'd worked in ministry and you know, didn't ha necessarily have a defined you know, benefit. But he says, yeah, I'm taking my Social Security and putting it into a 401k so I don't have to pay tax on it. And I thought, well, you don't have to pay tax on it now, but <laughs> wait till you get to that age where they come up with what is called the required minimum distribution. And the government says, hey, remember that tax break I gave you in your 30s? Well, now I'm going to take it back because you can't just let that money keep building up and earning interest and building up and earning interest, and you only pay tax on it when you take it out. Now you've got to build it up and earn interest, and then you've got to take some of it out every year, whether you need it or not. And that's the dilemma that a lot of baby boomers are facing right now. And that's why we're giving away tickets to this documentary. It's called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, basically exposing the retirement system for what it is. Now, not all retirement systems are bad, of course, and many of them are fully funded. And you might be enjoying a really great retirement right now and saying, hey, this is wonderful. But a lot of people are getting hammered. They're, they didn't realize their 401k or IRA was a ticking tax time bomb. They didn't realize that they thought they were leaving $100,000 to their kids, and they find out that at the end, after taxes, they're leaving 56000 you know, or, or whatever it is. The beautiful thing about working with Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial, though, I've always loved, is that Dennis is a solutions guy, and he he's a very committed man. Back to what I was saying earlier. This movie's going to show on Saturday, January 21st at 11.30 a.m. at the Gem Theater in Garden Grove. That's the theater Dennis and Kathy used to go to when they were kids. You know, you mentioned Dennis doing his paper route and then going over with his Little League buddies to watch movies there and then taking Kathy on dates there. And they still go there. So that's why I just, I love that, that kind of hometown feel. Uh, very trustworthy organization, Wilson Financial, because of Dennis and Kathy. Their commitment to the Lord, to each other, and to doing godly business. So... That's why I'm thrilled that we have an exclusive for Bottom Line Show listeners and for K-Bright listeners and any of our affiliates who want to have listeners. If you want to fly yourself in and come see this movie, I recommend it. Uh, call Dennis Wilson today, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. Get your tickets now. They're free. You just have to call and make a reservation. And there's 100 tickets available, and once they're gone, they're gone. Now, as a Bottom Line listener, if you... Uh, say, you can call Dennis's number. You've heard me say it millions of times. But if it's easier, you can just give Crystal and Joel a call right now at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line to reserve your tickets for Dennis Wilson's screening of the documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, Exposing the Retirement System and Giving You a Clear Picture of What You're Getting Into and the best routes to take. And of course, Wilson Financial can help guide you through that. So 800-227-5278. It's Movie Monday. We're giving away tickets to the new documentary, The Baby Boomer Dilemma, today here on The Bottom Line. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Movie Monday, and we're giving away tickets. And I love the fact that we have these tickets to give away. Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial is sponsoring a free screening of the outstanding new documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, Exposing the Retirement System. If you've got a 401k in IRA, if you are in a pension plan with your company, if you are a baby boom generation, if you're Generation X, anywhere, anybody over the age of 50 needs to see this movie. 
Um, and that's why Dennis is not only screening it, he's making it exclusively available for free on Saturday, January 21st, 11.30 a.m., the Gem Theater in Garden Grove, great old town theater. Oh, by the way, did I mention popcorn and soda available too? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this is the old-time movie matinee experience on a Saturday. Dennis will be there, of course. I'm looking forward to seeing you there too. Um, but here's the beautiful thing. The tickets that we're giving away are exclusively available to bottom-line listeners, and to listeners of our affiliates, specifically KBRT, because we're here in Southern California. But I encourage you, San Diego, make the drive. San Bernardino, Riverside County, make the drive. Ventura, L.A. County, make the drive. If you're in the Bay Area right now, or Central Valley, you're not that far away, make the effort to get down and see this. The tickets are free. We only have a 100. I mentioned at the start of the program, I know we had 100 when we started, but my sister called and took one this morning. Now she's a client of Dennis's, so uh, I was talking to her earlier today about a different matter. She goes, oh, by the way, I got my ticket. I said, good. So there's 99 tickets to give away for sure that I know. Call Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. Talk to Emily, talk to Devaney, talk to Tess. Uh, they're wonderful people to work with and uh, reserve your tickets for this screening. Talk to Brooke, too, if she answers the phone. They may, if the, enough people call in, they'll put uh, uh, Brooke Miller, our uh, marketing rep, at uh, the head of marketing for Wilson Financial. They'll put her on the phone, too. She'll love that. Now, if it's easier, just call here, here at the Bottom Line Show, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. And call and ask Crystal or Joel whether or not you can get in on tickets. You know, if you're a married couple, obviously call and ask for two. Maybe if you have adult children who are of that age and you want to go as a family of four, do that as well. If you're traveling solo, you'll be with a company of really wonderful people. Uh, call and get your individual ticket. But like I said, we started with 100 tickets. My sister took the first one this morning. So, and I'm sure other people have been calling Wilson as well throughout the course of the day. So 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 Just call us here at the Bottom Line Show and get your tickets that way or call Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus is coming up next. For those who remain on the network, all that big debacle over the weekend about Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House and blah, blah, blah. Did you know that the vast majority of the men and women who are in our Congress and our United States Senate actually identify as Christians? Well, if that's the case, then why did it get so hot under the collar? I'm going to take a look at a new report from Faithwire that talks about the percentage of people in Congress who identify as Christian. And then ask yourself the question, why is politics so nasty? We'll do an analysis, balance, and clarity segment on that. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, welcome or welcome back. If you've been listening with us for the first hour of the program or if you just tuned in, welcome, welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, remember, Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, the Movie Monday giveaway for today are tickets to an in-person screening of a documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, Exposing the Retirement System. Movie runs about an hour, hour and a half in length, I believe. And we're going to be, I'll be there on Saturday, January 21st, Gem Theater in Garden Grove. Dennis Wilson has tickets Basically, he bought out the theater. This is his screening. And he's making this available exclusively to bottom line listeners. Are you ready? 
800-696-9970 is the number to call. 800-696-9970. We announced the giveaway last week, basically in our commercial advertising. And, of course, Dennis was just on with me here a moment ago to talk more about this movie. And you want to see it. Trust me, if you are thinking about retirement, you need to see the Baby Boomer Dilemma movie. If you are just starting into your retirement years and you're kind of getting used to what life is like on a pension with a 401k and Social Security or whatever, there are things that you can do, adjustments that you can make to those plans to make them closer to tax-free, if not completely tax-free. I know a lot of people retire and they get to the point where they're thinking, oh, good, well, Social Security, I don't have to pay tax on that, right? No, actually, you do. And ironically, I believe it was a bill that was introduced by the guy who's now the 46th president of the United States who made it possible for you to pay taxes. I remember the amount of money that you had withheld from your check going to pay into Social Security had a cap. What was it, 30000 then it was 40000 then it was 50000 I don't know where the cap is now. I, I, president Obama wanted to make it like 150 or something. I don't know what President Trump did. President Trump's tax plan to help America helped in certain areas but if you pay more than $10,000 a year in property tax, you get hosed by the Trump tax bill. And you've heard Dennis talk about this often and with great passion about how as much as he was a big supporter of President Trump, at the same time, he said, look, his tax bill really left ticking time bombs all throughout most people's retirement plans. And it even got to the point where um, the, the, it's supposed to expire, the Trump tax issue is supposed to expire January 1st, 2026. We got less than three years left. President Trump has not been in office for two years. And this bill was passed in the middle of his, uh, his one term in office. And quite frankly, uh, if you haven't called Dennis Wilson yet, you need to. Because there is absolutely no guarantee that this new Congress is going to be any better or any worse. So 800-696-9970. Get your tickets while they are still available for the Baby Boomer Dilemma Hosted by Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial. It's a documentary film you can't miss. One-time only screening on Saturday, January 21st in Garden Grove. Uh, and soda and popcorn will be provided. Uh, 800-696-9970. There are 100 tickets when we started announcing this last week. Um, I don't have a head count as to how many people have called in for those tickets yet, but we we're going to keep giving them away. And I don't know if there's going to be a second showing. So... Um, there's time. I mean, we could hopefully keep the theater open for a couple hours more. Uh, but I encourage you, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. Call Dennis, get your tickets. Um, there, like I said, there's 100. So if there's you and your spouse, you know, call for two. If, uh, you know, this is something for your younger family members, probably not so much, but uh, uh, we will be giving these tickets away until they are all gone. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Our Movie Monday giveaway today is giving away tickets to see The Baby Boomer Dilemma, the expose of the retirement system, sponsored by Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial. You get to be Tess and Brooke and the whole. I don't know if Chewy's coming or not to the screening. I, don't, I honestly don't know. He may. I know he's a game-time decision. You know, I, I'm not sure what the gem theater policy is for having dogs in the theater. But nonetheless, if Chewy's able to be there, you'll want to meet Chewy as well. He'll be wearing his best blazer. Um, speaking of Congress, speaking of money, wasn't that kind of a kick to look at the Donald Trump tax returns? And there was such a hubbub that was made about them, such a hubbub made uh, d d during the month of December. You have to pay attention, uh, just, and I'll share this as an industry tip, okay? 
because when you listen to the Bottom Line show, we have different themes for different days of the week. Of course, Monday is Movie Monday. Whenever there's a movie opportunity to talk about, we will talk about it. Uh, that's not something that we have formalized with any motion picture streaming company or any uh, motion picture studio or anything like that. That's I just like movies. I know bottom line listeners like movies. When we get a lot of pitches from different publishing publishing houses and publicity companies saying, "Hey, we've got you know we got a movie coming out. Would you like to do an interview?" And I literally just go because it's fun. I mean, I just. I, I realize we do have some sponsors who sponsor our program and some things we do. Maybe we will wind up getting a sponsor for Movie Monday. I don't know. But uh, in the meantime, until we do, we just kind of take stuff as it comes. Um, and next week, I know we've got a great Movie Monday feature to talk about with you about a, a great movie starring Dean Kane that was in theaters in October. And it's going to be hitting the streaming services here in, uh, in January. And we're super excited about that. But, you know, when you think about the, the different movies and the different themes, uh, Tuesday is kind of our Super Tuesday day. Wednesday is Everyone Wednesday. Thursday is uh, National Crawford Roundtable Day. Friday is Good News Friday. When the media has a story that they want you to see, they put it in prime time. Now, you, you knew that, but I just, you know, <laughs> want to restate the obvious. The January 6th hearings, for example, Democrats had nothing on Trump and Republicans. I know that you passionately disagree. The uh, whether or not Kevin McCarthy should have been Speaker of the House debate last week was tied back into the January 6th issues. And uh, But the Democrats, if they really wanted truth, if they really wanted justice, they would have had an actual bipartisan committee. They would not have selected. And Nancy Pelosi put this kangaroo court together. Nine members of the House of Representatives, seven Democrats, and the two Republicans were Liz Cheney, who got voted out of her long-held uh, uh, Wyoming uh, House of Representatives seat as a anti, uh, never Trump Republican, and then Adson, and then also Adam Kitzinger, who uh, is also a never Trumper, uh, supported the impeachment of Donald Trump, and he was on the committee. So you knew that the deck was stacked against any kind of opposition from the Republicans. And now with Elon Musk putting out the stuff about how Adam Schiff from California, Democratic congressman, uh, was trying to silence certain reporters on Twitter and get them thrown off of Twitter because they reported things that we don't want to hear. Let's label it misinformation and get rid of it. The January 6th committee, if they really wanted to do their due diligence, would have had five Democrats, four actual Republicans, maybe two Republicans who were not in favor of the January 6th storming of the castle and Donald Trump supporting that, allegedly, and maybe two who think it's just pure nonsense. They would have subpoenaed Nancy Pelosi as the House, the leader of the Speaker of the House, the third most important person in the pecking order, if you will, of the United States government, and why she did not call the National Guard, why she issued stand-down orders, why she has hours and hours of video that she didn't want released, didn't want the committee to see, didn't want the general public to see, did not want any part of that to be made known. Why not? I mean, seriously, in dictatorial countries, the party in power presents every piece of information they have to discredit their opponents, and then their opponents aren't allowed to rebut. Isn't that the beauty of the court of law? Isn't that what the civil rights movement was about? About the fact that there were, was an entire swath of American population that did not have a voice in law enforcement, in politics, in education, and things of that nature? Yeah, I know it's not fun to have to sit through and listen to things that you don't want to hear necessarily, especially when they're ill-informed and misguided. But what if it's a truth that 
I think that one former vice president of the United States called an inconvenient truth. What if it is a reality that says, hey, eminent domain is usually pretty good, but how many African-American and Asian families were impacted by illegal seizure of their property simply in the name of, quote-unquote, eminent domain in progress, and it was really theft? You know, that's inconvenient. When pe it's amazing how many people will hear those stories, like the Bruce's Beach story in Manhattan Beach, and they'll say, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Well, this is, I think, the beauty of where we are right now in the public square. We can challenge the retirement industry and ask questions about 401ks and IRAs and things like that, that we've been told this is the best way to go. And then you look at it and say, wait a minute, tax-wise, that's not necessarily the best way to go. That seems like a rigged system against the consumer, not in favor of. And then you take a look at who's in Congress right now, and we're always cheering for men and women of the Christian faith who run for office and get elected and will, will uphold our rights and our honor in the Constitution. But how many of those people actually get elected? How many people are of the Christian faith? We hear a lot about the Ilya and Omar and the, you know, the, the, the Muslim contingent. Uh, that has been in Congress over, uh, was it Keith Ellison in Minnesota, who's another attorney general uh, of the Muslim faith. How many Christians are there in Congress? And if there are a majority of Christians in Congress, why does Congress do such a bad job of living out biblical values? Let's do an analysis, balance, and clarity segment on that very question. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to Preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Happy Movie Monday to you. Uh, of course, we're giving away tickets to Dennis Wilson's complimentary screening. It's an exclusive for Bottom Line listeners only. It's a one-day-only event. I want to say one-night-only, but it's a matinee on Saturday, January the 21st. The documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, Exposing the Retirement Systems uh, Experiment, as it were. It's showing once at the Gem Theater in Garden Grove. If you would like free tickets... We are giving them away right now through the Wilson Financial Offices at 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. If you missed that number or if you'd rather just talk to Crystal or Joel, uh, give us a call here at the bottom line, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. 
Uh, before the break, I posed the question, how many Christians are making up the 118th Congress? And if that is in fact the case, why did they get off to such a horrendous start last week? Uh, my friend and colleague Billy Hollowell, who's an editor at faithwire.com, has released a new article with analysis from the Pew Research Center with regard to the 118th Congress, and it's got some rather staggering statistics. Uh, they have a report from Pew Research that's called Faith on the Hill, and they look at the re religious affiliations of almost every member of the House and Senate. Now, guess how many people identify as Christian in the, uh, the, the, the current Congress? Well, here... This is amazing, these numbers. If you look at Congresses throughout the years, they've been doing this since the 1960s, the 87th Congress all the way up through the 118th Congress. During the uh, Trump administration, the 115th Congress, there were 299 Protestants, 168 Catholics, 16 Mormons, 5 Orthodox Christians, 30 Jewish members of Congress. There were 10 who were other religious expressions and 10 more who did not refer to themselves by any religious expression whatsoever. That was the 115th Congress that was seated in January of 2017. The current Congress, the 118th Congress, looks like this. 303 Protestant, 148 Catholic, 9 Mormon, 8 Orthodox Christian, 33 Jewish, 13 other, and 20 who did not make any religious distinction whatsoever. Now, depending on how you cite Christianity, and let me pull up, here's what I mean by this. I mentioned there were Protestants, Catholics, Mormons, and Orthodox Christians that were all kind of lumped in the same category. Uh, when it comes to Christian. I believe that anyone who believes that the Bible is the inerrant word of God, that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for your sin and for my sin, and that by professing our faith in Christ and believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, I know there are different denominations of that. There are some that kind of branch out even further, like the Mormon community has the Book of Mormon in addition to using the Bible, and that to me is extra biblical and it doesn't qualify as someone who's a Bible-believing Christian. I also see that the Roman Catholic Church, identified as the quote-unquote capital C Church, at, leans on the Apocrypha and the you know, sainthood and you know, the papal infallibility and things of that nature, and I don't see that as biblical Christianity either. It doesn't mean that I would never tell somebody who's a Catholic. I mean, I know a lot of people who worship in Catholic churches who will say, hey, you know, they, they talk about confession of faith. I mean, heck, Pope Benedict last, uh, in his dying days, you know, professing that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. And, you know, I mean, that, that fortunately, I don't have to judge that. Basically, I look at Scripture and say, you know, that if you are an Orthodox Christian, I don't understand why the Greek Orthodox, for example, do the exact same worship service for two hours every Sunday. Um, <laughs> But in all honesty, I don't know. There are a lot of people who identify as Protestant or evangelical who really don't understand the gospel and have never really been baptized into the family of believers as well. So uh, all in all, when you get right down to it, according to Billy Hallowell's count, the number of people who identify as Christian, some form of Christianity, as he puts it, is 
That is a huge number, brothers and sisters. And that looks like he's taking into consideration Protestant, Catholic, Mormon, and Orthodox. That, that's what it looks like to me as far as the numbers go. Now, I mentioned that the, it was almost every member of Congress. Uh, Congressman-elect Donald McKeegan um, actually passed away uh, after election and before he could be sworn into office. So there were only 534 members who were surveyed here because the 535th is uh, no longer with us. Now, it's interesting because when you consider that we live in a country right now where 63% of Americans call themselves, self-identify as Christians, and yet, according to this statistic, people who are affiliated with something that resembles Christianity, number 88%, it actually means for as ungodly as some of the things that Congress actually does, um, that Congress, technically in the United States, U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate, are actually more Christian than the United States. Now, it's interesting because the number of people who run for office and have gotten into office from the Catholic Church, for example, or the Jewish community, this, that, and the other thing, 21% of Americans identify as Catholics, 28% of Congress identify as Catholics. There are 148 Catholics in the U.S. Congress. That's 10 fewer in the 118th Congress than in the 117th. But here's a question for all of us as we're doing our analysis, balance, and clarity, which leads to discernment. This is just information. We have data, which we compile into information, which is just numbers. How many people in Congress identify as some form of Christianity? Total 469. That's 87.8% of Congress. 56.7% are Protestant, and then they break them down even further. Baptist, uh, a, a Anglican or Episcopal, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Congregationalist, um, Pentecostal. There's one Pietist, there's one, two Reformed, and 107 others who have no specific affiliation other than just saying, I'm a Christian. So it's kind of a nebulous number. But from the data, which is all the surveys that were conducted by Pew Research of all the members of Congress, we take that data and we turn it into information. And the information is everything that Billy has listed for us here, Billy Hallowell of Faithwire, in the article that we'll post at thebottomlineshow.com. You know what the next step is, right, in the, in the process? That is the data is converted to information, and the information then gives us knowledge. And the knowledge is, okay, now we know that the number of people, for example, 33% of the members of Congress are Jewish. Uh, 6% of Congress is Jewish. That's bigger than percentage-wise. The 3% of the population that are Jewish. But it's very interesting because we take a look at this information. And the whole report from Pew Research Center is up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's a hyperlink at the bottom of Billy Hallowell's article. Now the knowledge part comes in is we can take a look and say, well, you know, I've heard. You, you may have heard my interview here in the bottom line a couple of years ago with then-Congresswoman Virginia, Virginia Fox, who had written a book called God is in the House, and then the subtitle was, and he's in the Senate too. 
it was a devotional book she'd put together and she talked about the number of people who got together regularly for prayer and fellowship and everything. And I had to ask her with all due respect, Congresswoman, how is it that Congress has become such an ungodly mess with so many godly people there? See, the knowledge that we have then is based on the number of people, based on the information and the data and the compilation. Then we start asking questions. Knowledge asks the questions, okay, well, now that I know what the percentages are, why does it seem like there are more people in Congress who profess faith in Christ when I know that the U.S. public, uh, people who identify as Christian in 2007, it was 78%. Today, it's 63%. We have essentially the same number of people in Congress who identify as Christian as we did 15 years ago, but the population has changed, which then asks the question, it seems to me, knowledge tells me, that the Congress is not as in step with the people as where the people are. So what's the fourth piece in the analysis, balance, and clarity puzzle when it comes to the makeup of our Congress? That's the wisdom part. And let's take a look at how we can apply biblical wisdom to the current cultural system that we have based on the number of professing Christians in Congress. We'll do that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, Dennis Wilson is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-696-9970 or go to wilson-financial.com. There are a lot of people who have been really taking a bath when it comes to stocks this year, stock market off 25% in some segments, but yet you have a new program that's really designed to help somebody in that situation earn some of that loss back. It's obviously designed to do exactly that. It's a very limited offer on a 16% guaranteed return on your account in an account that in the next two years can never go down. It is a great vehicle to help people who have lost money because of the way the market is. But there is a time limit, is there not, Dennis Wilson? People have to act now. The 4th of January, you have an additional, I think, 30 or 60 days to get the funds in because some of these IRA accounts take a while to move. But yes, the initial application and declaration that you want to start the account needs to be signed by 1423. Well, this is a golden opportunity. Go to wilson-financial.com, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, don't forget, you still got a couple minutes left to call in here on this Movie Monday for free tickets to go with Dennis Wilson and the team at Wilson Financial Services to the Gem Theater in Garden Grove, Saturday, January 21st, a matinee performance of the outstanding documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma exposing the uh, basically the underbelly, if you will, the, the secrets of the experiment known as the IRA and the 401k. There's even an interview with the guy who invented the 401k. And it's interesting to find out if you want to make sure you're, you have enough money for your retirement. This is a great movie to watch. Dennis is giving away free tickets and there's free popcorn and soda too. 800-696-9970 is the number to call Wilson Financial directly. Talk to Devaney or Emily or Veronica, Tess, whoever answers the phone. 800-696-9970. Get your tickets today for the movie on Saturday, January 21st. Or give us a call. Crystal or Joel will be happy to take your call here. Give them all your information at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Boy, my conversation about Donald Trump's taxes an hour ago kind of led us into the, well, okay, uh, how many Christians are in Congress? Uh, what are they doing in terms of you know tax cuts and laws and legislation, things of that nature? This new report from Pew Research Center indicates that nearly 
of the members of Congress identify in some form of something that's got the name of Christ attached to it, whether it's Protestantism or uh, Catholicism or Mormonism or Judaism or anyism like that. There's some Buddhists. There are some unaffiliated members. But it's interesting to look at this because the data tells us, you know, these are the numbers that turns into information. We can categorize it. The knowledge then, we know how many people are in the different uh, backgrounds and what they potentially would vote on or legislation they would write. But then the wisdom says, how are they applying that knowledge? How is it that a man like Mitt Romney, for example, who I think would consider himself to be a God-fearing man as part of the Mormon uh, group of people, who would then support same-sex quote-unquote marriage? You know, of course, there are people in the Presbyterian Church USA or other Christian denominations that would do the same thing. And someone like us would say, wait, I don't see any biblical support for that, so why would they do that politically? Does it mean that since we have more and more people who are identifying as Christian running for office, what is it worth? I mean, what, what is the value in that? Do we really see a true Christian witness in that? And that's where true biblical wisdom comes in. True biblical wisdom walks into a room, hangs out with people, gets to know the lay of the land a little bit, and trusts the Spirit to show and reveal uh, the discernment as to who is of like mind and who isn't. The wisdom to know, you know, the difference between right, wrong, good, and evil, this, that, and the other thing. And you know, the great thing about wisdom that I appreciate in our culture right now is it's not like you're trying to sniff out the bad guys and avoid them. But wisdom, what is it, the uh, Reinhold Niebuhr prayer, you know, the uh, the prayer from uh, the the serenity prayer? God, give me the, uh, uh, the I, I'm going to paraphrase this here. God, give me the discernment to, uh, to accept the things I cannot change, the thing, change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, that is where wisdom comes into play. And I, it's my prayer for every member of Congress, especially those who are professing the name of Christ, that they would demonstrate and exhibit biblical wisdom in all that they do, in the legislation that they propose, the things that they vote on, and the way they conduct themselves in public and on social media. Will you join me in committing to pray for our Congress each and every day? I think that's going to be of tremendous benefit to them as well as to us. And that's the bottom line.